Delta Christine Pearson. I'm the senior elder of Ancient of Days Ministries International, an outreach ministry commissioned by Christ to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which was hidden in God before the foundation of the world, and to preach the unsearchable riches of Christ. I greet you this afternoon in the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So glad to be in the studios here, Heavenly Host International Radio, under the direction of our own Apostle Hosea McGill. So glad to be in the studio Praise with the you, Apostle. God bless you. And uh, we just so grateful for the Word of God that's been going forth and the changes in uh, the atmosphere is spiritually and naturally that occurs when the Word of God goes forth. You know that Word is not going to return to God void. It's going to accomplish that which you please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto he sent it. Amen. And so glad about it. Uh, we were speaking yesterday uh, about <clears throat> uh, the chastening of the Lord. Uh, we got into uh, some things concerning uh, the chastening of the Lord and how there is a generation that does not uh, honor their father or mother. And that's that was speaking naturally, but, but it also goes into a spiritual aspect in uh, the kingdom of God. There are people that do not honor God, do not honor him as a father or a provider or a keeper or a healer even though they know that God gave his life for them, that uh, the Son of God gave his life, he tasted death. And some people that are in the house of God, as I said, some of them have not been born again, but they may have been deceived into thinking that they have been born from above. Uh, and they have not, but they... They will stay in the kingdom of God and they will rebel against the teachings of God. They will act against the teachings of God. They will not only be chastised, but they have to be chastised over and over and over again. And we find out that some never learn. Some never learn. And we gave examples like Saul. He was one of the ones that God had to, he had to put him away uh, because he rejected God. We look at Lucifer, you know, and how that he wanted to exalt his throne above God. He wanted to be like God, you know, and and he had to be cast out. Uh, and we find, a, like I said, a seed or a generation, a group of people that are like that. And this is what we're going to go into today. Um, let's go to Genesis, Jeremiah 6, 29. And uh, then we're going to go back to Isaiah 1. Uh, four and five. Uh, for those of you that uh, have your Bibles, please turn with me to Jeremiah 
the 6th chapter and the 29th verse. God bless you. Praise God. <clears throat> and it reads, the, the bellows are burned, the lead is consumed of the fire, the founder melted in vain, for the wicked are not plucked away, reprobate silver shall men call them because the Lord had <clears throat> rejected them. When it talks about um, the bellows here, it's talking about a blast furnace, you know, wherein you have bellows that expand and contract and they release air. It blows over a fire that makes the fire hotter smelters use this or blacksmith use this um, instrument uh, to melt uh, rocks or, or various uh, metals and ores and other to to rid out all of the impurities that are there it's a type and shadow of the chasing of the Lord on the life of a believer when, as we mentioned before, when we first get saved, we come in as a babe. Uh, I wanted to read that about the babe in 1 Corinthians 13 11. If you will turn with me there, and we'll come back to Jeremiah 6 29 talking about this blast furnace. <laughs> Amen. 1 Corinthians 13 11 says, when I was a child, mm. I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. When we first get saved, we come in as a babe, uh, a newborn, a newborn babe that is totally dependent on their parents for survival. They don't know anything. They're fresh out the womb. They don't know anything about their environment. They're in a new environment. You know, uh, they usually got their air from their mother in the womb. Now they have to breathe their own air. Uh, usually they receive nourishment from the mother. Now mother has to feed them in the natural, either by the breast or with food that is easy to digest. Okay? They're in a totally different environment now. Like you, when you get born again. It's unfamiliar, it's new, and it, you are totally dependent on your spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers to nourish you, to uh, impart wisdom unto you, your pastors and uh, your elders to feed you with knowledge and understanding. You know, this is the environment that you're into now. You're learning about a spiritual kingdom. You're no longer in the natural. <coughs> you're in the spiritual. And it has its own set of rules and uh, instructions and guidances. And you have to learn them in order to uh, 
survive in the kingdom, to grow in the kingdom, to mature, to become a son, even a father at one point. And this is how it goes even in the spiritual realm. It's likened it to the natural, but it's a different laws, different ways of doing things, uh, even when it comes down to uh, finances in the kingdom. You don't do fine, you don't work a job, you know, like you do uh, in the natural. And in this kingdom, it's, it's usually you accomplish things by speaking the word, a word of faith. These kind of things, they cause what's in the spiritual realm to materialize into the natural realm. You have to learn how Jesus did things in the beginning. At creation, he spoke, and the Spirit moved upon the word that he spoke, and that created the dry land, the animals, the trees. It was the word. It's, it's the word of God now that brings the invisible into the visible. That's the law of the kingdom. And we have to learn how to do it. You don't learn it overnight. Sometimes you, it's trial and error. Sometimes you start speaking a thing. And then when you don't see it come to pass right away, you lose faith or you doubt. And then you start speaking according to your doubt, according to your lack of faith. And according to Mark 11, 22, which is a spiritual law, you will have whatsoever you say. That's spiritual law. If you believe in your heart and doubt not, whether it's positive or negative, you're going to have what you say. And children don't understand that. I know uh, this lady at the center, I always tell them, I said, don't, don't talk negative. I don't, I don't never get this. I don't never. I said, you're going to have what you say. And I talk to her, talk to her, and it goes in one ear and out the other. She'll stop talking negative for a few days, then right back. And I got tired. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> I didn't say nothing else. I said, let her have what she want to have. But I'm not going to operate like that because I understand spiritual law. Especially if you're born again in a crisis in your life. Amen. Your words ain't going to just fall to the ground now. You got the spirit of life in you. And if you don't speak life, you're not going to have life and life more abundant. It's, it's, it's initiated by your words. God spoke and it was. He commanded and it stood fast. That's the law in the kingdom. Anyway, <clears throat> he said, when I was a child... I was a child in my understanding. I was babe, carnal. They were envying. There was strife. You have a tendency, if you freshly out of the womb or right off the altar, you have the tendency to walk just like you were walking before you got saved. That's all you know. You haven't learned anything. You haven't been educated. You haven't been taught anything. And all you do is what you've been doing. And not saying that God is judging you or that you're going to go to hell and stuff like that. No. No. Now you got to learn how to grow in grace. 
desire the sincere milk of the word so that you can grow. And it says that when I was a child, I entertained childish interest. What did a baby know? It says, uh, unable to put away evil from the flesh. We have, the baby haven't learned how to uh, put away evil from the flesh. That's why when I was talking about foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction will drive it far from them. And some people say don't use the rod. But you cannot expect a baby to understand speaking the word and having it follow them. They don't understand about that you'll have whatsoever you say. Babies don't understand that. You have to use something natural that they understand. And they can understand a whooping. They can understand pain. They can understand if I do that again, what I'm going to feel. They can understand that. That's why the Lord tells us to use the rod. If foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, the child does not understand spiritual things yet. You've got to use something that the child understands. And he understands pain. He understands he put his hand on the hot stove and it burned him not to put his hand there. He understands his senses, you know, uh, taste, touch, smell, sight, hearing. His sensors are at work now, which he can relate to the sensors. But when he gets older, like it says here, I understood a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, when I was filled with the knowledge of his will, when I was filled with wisdom and spiritual understanding, I put away childish things. This is how wisdom operates. When you got a little baby, you cannot sit up there and talk about uh, half faith. They don't know what you're talking about. You got to use natural means, and I'm not talking about abuse. I'm talking about natural paddling, spanking, uh, something like that that they can understand. Something that has to do if they're hungry and you say you don't eat tonight, they're going to understand that, you know. Or you can't watch your favorite program tonight that they really love. They understand that. But until they become mature, they're not going to be able to understand spiritual truths, sacred secrets, divine truths. That comes with maturity. That comes with by use having your senses exercised to discern or discriminate or to detect or to distinguish good from evil that comes with maturity and that was another reason why I said a lot of people run to grace and say oh we're under grace as long as the child what does it say in Galatians 6 and 4 as, as long as the heir I put it like this the inheritor as long as they are a child they differ nothing more than a slave and they cannot discern or process an inheritance like the prodigal son. They will squander it 
They don't understand. They cannot discern as long as the heir is a child. So you have to teach them and train them and mature them so that they can become a son. He said in Galatians, since we are sons, not babes, sons, he sent the spirit of his son into our hearts whereby we cry, Abba, Father. In order for you to be a place among the sons, you have to be mature. God is a good God. He's a good father. He knows not to get important documents and, and equipment and dangerous, hazardous things to obey. He has to wait until you get mature. And he has to correct you and teach you and tutor you and educate you and train you so that you can have your place among the sons like he told Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. He was there with the law and the prophets, Moses and, and Elijah. And he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He said it at his baptism too. He was a son, not a babe. Now let's go back to, let me just finish up here. When I understood a child, I reasoned as a child. I fought like a child. I planned like a child. I had my likes and dislikes as a child. I acted like a child. If I couldn't have my way, I cried and, and had a tantrum. Some people are doing that and they supposed to be sons. They're envying and jealous. That's childish stuff, you know. And 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 you have to stay in the word until you become a man. And I'm going to show you the chastening of the Lord and how God matures people by His refiner's fire. Let's go back to. Jeremiah 6 and 29. It says the bellows. And I, I remember I told you this is an instrument that a refiner used to uh, heat up metal to a certain temperature until the dross or the waste melts up and rises to the top. And what happens is that the smelter, he gets some type of instrument, and he skims off the dross, the tin, the bread, all the waste material off of that gold or whether it's silver, and he throws it into a slag heap. And then he turns that fire up again, and more impurities come up out of that, that uh, gold or silver. And then he gets that little instrument again, and he skims that off and pours it into the slag heap. Then he heats it up. It can go get up to, uh, I had here, 1800 degrees Fahrenheit. But he can heat that um, pot of ore up to. And every time he, the, the, the bellows are blowing, making it hotter and hotter, and, and so that the lead is uh, consumed. And all the waste materials, they they either 
rise to the surface or they run off. He, he is so high, he can let it run off and then he can evaluate whether that metal is pure or not. Uh, it says that uh, the lead does not melt in certain situations, which I'm going to tell you about. But refining fires are cranked up to white heat. All right? He shall sit in Malachi 3 and 3. He shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi. Now people say, oh, well, that's Levi. It's the priesthood. We are a royal priesthood under the new covenant. Not Levitical priesthood. Royal priesthood. Amen. And he does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's going to purify the sons of Levi uh, and purge them. Purge them as gold and silver that he may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness, morals, justice. This is how God is going to train you. He's going to use various methods and it's going to feel like you're going through the fire. But that fire is to allow that thing that's impure in you to uh, reduce and rise to the top so God can skim it off. And then he keeps skimming it off until there's no more dross rising to the top. And the way that he knows that that gold or that silver is pure is when he can look into that gold that has been, you know, heated up and he can see his reflection in it. Once he sees his reflection in that gold or in that silver, then he knows that that metal is pure and all the draws. And people, sons, we have to go through this process. We can't, I always say, jump out the womb prematurely. You got to stay in that womb, in the womb until you take on the features and characters of your father. You know, the nature, you begin to think like him and look like him and walk like him and work like him and talk like him. You know, be conformed to the image of his dear son. How can you rule and reign with Christ if you don't have the spirit, the nature, the character of your father? That's what Christ, Christ developed. It tells us in Hebrews 5, I'm going to run over there right quick. Hebrews 5 and 7. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death, and he was heard in that he feared. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience mm -hmm. by the things which he suffered. Nine, 
and being made. Somebody say made. Made. Made perfect. Mm. He became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Look at what he went through. Look at how he suffered. Mm -hmm. And it says that with strong crying and tears. Look at how he he did in the Garden of Gethsemane. It said he he agonized so that he he he, he dropped uh, great drops of blood. His sweat was like great drops of blood. That he struggled with this until he was able to say, "Nevertheless, Father, not my will, but Thy will." This is when God had taken all, all of that selfishness out of us, greed out of us, wanting everything we see. You know, he's purging all of that world stuff out of you that now you can offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. It's not because I want it for myself no more. It's not because I'm greedy. It's not because I'm lusting. It's not, no. I delight to do thy will, O God. Now watch this. Uh, the bellows are burned. The lead is consumed of the fire. The founder melted in vain. For the wicked are not plucked away. The perjurer or the worker, he is trying to make this vessel pure but they will not let go of the evil this is what we're talking about uh, it says that there is no pureness in them to bring out they're rotten to the core nothing can refine the evil out of them praise God they're too wicked to be made pure the wicked deeds are not consumed. Impurities can't be removed. And this is why God has to deal with certain people like this. It's because they refuse to let it go. And we talked about how you can have a child that no matter how many times you whoop them, sometimes you have to send them to boys' town or girls' town or put them into uh, various... Uh, programs that is a little bit more strict or like in some cases I know where parents had to put their uh, children into facilities wherein they are watched 24 hours a day. The children are so mean and unruly, you know, they have to be taken out of the home and be placed in a facility that will try to educate the child but they are under more strict circumstances wherein somebody has to watch the child. You know, they are under 24-hour supervision, you see, hoping that eventually that they will reform and be able to go back to the home. Sometimes it's successful. Sometimes the child gets worse and worse. And it says in verse 30, Reprobate, reprobate silver shall men call them, because the Lord has rejected them. 
God, this word reprobate is naas, M-A-A-S. It means to abhor. Uh, it means rejected, loathsome, refuge. The salt has lost its favor. It's useless. No matter what they do, there's no hope. There are people like that that are, some of them are uh, in maximum security. It's no hope for them. They're not allowed to be out in the public. There's something wrong with them. Uh, they're not able to be put a, um, among other people or they'll destroy the person or destroy the environment no matter what, no matter how nice you treat them. No matter what you give them, they still uh, going to cut up. Let me just go to Isaiah 26 and I'm going to sh kind of share with you what I'm talking about. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Uh, because you've had the experience already with it. Isaiah 26 and 9. <clears throat> with my soul have I desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me will I seek thee early. Watch this. For when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. But look at verse 10. Let favor be showed to the wicked, yet will he not learn righteousness. Some of these, it says they're rotten to the core. This is the type of people I'm talking about. Nothing can refine the evil out of them. It said, yet will he not learn righteousness. In the land of uprightness, the land of uprightness, Will he deal unjustly and will not behold the majesty mm -hmm. of the Lord? We've talked about that in the, in the past where there are people that, that no matter what, they don't want God. We find them in revelations. No matter what they're suffering with, they will blaspheme God. They don't want God at all. God has tried to reform them. God has tried to love them. They do not want God. They don't want God's way. And that's pretty much at the at the bottom of the rank because that, to me, is almost the nature of Satan. You know, it's not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. You know, it, it just totally don't want God. Don't want nothing to do with him. Don't want his laws. No, no. Nothing like that. But yet, he will live on God's land and drink God's water and eat God's food. Every good thing that they can have, they will indulge themselves in it, but they will not give thanks unto the Lord. They're unthankful. They don't give God the glory to his name, no matter what God does for them. They do not appreciate it. And they will will shake their fists at God and blaspheme him no matter how good God has been to him. It's called reprobate silver. It's full of brass, tin, iron, lead, uh, uh, dross, or, or stuff like that. And no matter how much he heat that furnace, that uh, 
wickedness will not depart from them. Uh, no matter how high the temperature is, that scum is not separated. It's not removed. Uh, they are grievous revolters, slanders, corruptors. You see, and it doesn't matter how much God chastened them, they will not repent, not let go of the evil, none of that. You see, in uh, Malachi 3 and 2, he says, For well, he is like refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. Uh, refiner's fire is flaming hot fire. Fire. Full of soap is is got lye or bleach in it. You know, to scrub you clean, to purify you, to remove all the impurities out of your life. The Lord is like that. He's like a refiner's fire and full of soap. Praise God. The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord must try our hearts. We must go through the trial of our faith. We must uh, have our hearts washed and they call it ablution or bleached, you know, from every impurity, every drag, every refuge, every scum, so that we can offer unto the Lord an offering of righteousness. But the wicked are too wicked to be made pure. We talked about the other day that the righteous will understand, but the wicked will never understand. It doesn't make sense to them. I don't understand it myself, but they don't understand it. They don't understand what God is doing. They don't want any part of God. It doesn't, you know, I don't understand a person like that, you know. Uh, so, anyway, let me just go over here to... Isaiah 1, we did 5. Why should you be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick. And the whole heart is faint. We talked about how this disease wounded. Uh, the whole head is infirmed or something like that. And it tells us in Isaiah 4, 1 and 4, it's a sinful nation. Ah, sinful nation. Mm -hmm. A people laden with iniquity. A seed of evildoers. Children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are going backwards. And the Lord is still trying to chasten and refine them with the chastening. And this is one of the ways and I, I wanted to share with you. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned. Look at some of the conditions in our own nation. Yeah. How people are homeless and on the street and got the whole place all messed up. We got fires and volcanoes and hurricanes and, and uh, train derailments. It's just a mess all over the place. It's anarchy, it's violence, 
It's murder. It's corruption even in our government. It's corruption everywhere. People are looting. Just going in and stealing everything out the store. The many businesses have had to shut down because of the thefts that go on in that store. Many of them. Like, uh, 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 let's see. Some of our stores like Walmart, I know one of them over there where I was, a, a drugstore over there where I, and I'll even ask the owners, I said, well, why y'all said, he said, this thefts is so bad. We cannot keep up with the inventory. People are stealing us, robbing us blind. And so there, we don't even have a decent drugstore in our neighborhood or a groceries mart because of the thefts. Or they'll come into a jewelry store, just wreck the place and take all the jewelry out. This is our country. Mm. It said our country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Mm. Your land strangers devoured in your presence. Look how many foreign nations have come into America and bought up our land. Mm. I mean, billions of acres of it. Yeah. Your land strangers devour it in your presence while you watch them. It is desolate. It's reduced to rubble. Outsiders are just coming into your borders, killing your people and everything. And now they get a place to stay. They get <laughs> money. You know, they get insurance, you see, yeah. food and everything. From our taxpayer dollars. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and it ain't just a few, honey. It's millions. Millions have come in. You know, just check your news reports. They'll tell you that millions. And that doesn't include the ones that they don't know about that mm -hmm. slipped in here. And they getting free food and everything. And guess who paying for it? You. <laughs> and guess what? You can't hardly pay your gas bill. You can't even hardly pay your, your rent. Everything going up on you. Inflation. You are probably at the poverty level now. Can't even fill your gas tank up to get back and forth to work so that you can pay your bills. Your country is desolate. Your cities. And I mean, you can't even get on the subway. A woman, honey, mm -mm. <laughs> you better be dressed like Rambo. You going on these subway. Because they will kick you in the head and everything in broad daylight. Rape you in broad daylight. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> uh, your cities are burned. Your land, strangers, these are aliens and foreigners, devour it in your presence. And it is desolate as overthrown by strangers. Mm -hmm. This is one of the things that God is using to chastise the people 
as he said in Second uh, Chronicles 7 and 14, if my people, which are called by my name, if they, not the sinner, uh-uh, my people, which are called, and see, you see how God is chastising his people, and they will not let go of the wickedness. That lump of coal has not changed. It's still holding on to its wickedness. If my people, which are called by my name, if they will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will forgive their sin, hear from heaven, and heal the land. We can't hardly get some of you off out the bar, out the club. Out the ball game. Out of the basketball game. Mm. And this is a routine thing with y'all every week. We party in every week. Every week, I know a lot of saints looking for something they can do and where they can go and be entertained to eat, fellowship, dress up, you know, and, and, and have people looking at them telling them, oh, you look good. They love that kind of stuff. And while the homeless, the fatherless, the motherless, mm. those that are uh, in domestic violence, those that are being kidnapped and sold into sex trafficking, you know, we don't even consider. Let's go to Isaiah. That's what the Lord is telling me. Go to Isaiah 1. Oh, I'm already there. Let me keep on going. <laughs> Let me get back. All right, we're on seven. Uh, okay, eight. And the daughter of Zion is left as a cottage in a vineyard, as a lodge in a garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city. This word means that she is abandoned like a sinking ship. Who's coming to our aid to help us? Mm. Everybody, all the nations is coming to take from us. Who's giving to us? You know, you look at our allies and, and people that we've helped for years, sent money, sent troops to help them, and they give nothing back to us. They are abandoned like a sinking ship that is abandoned by the right. When the rats leave, that means that ship is going under. It's deserted. It's like a cottage or a tumble-down shack on a dead-end street. It's like a lodge, like a tar paper shanty on the wrong side of the tracks. Nine. I say it one nine. Except the Lord of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant, praise God, mm. we should have been as Sodom, and we should have been like unto Gomorrah. Watch the terminology here, mm -hmm. Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, unless Yahweh Sabaoth, 
almighty God not stepped in to save us. A tiny, tiny, it's a tiny remnant here. It says, we would have all been destroyed. It says that he, we would have been destroyed completely, wiped out, if God hadn't intervened on our behalf. And he's calling uh, Israel, Sodom, and Gomorrah, he said, because their deeds are so bad, our wickedness is so bad, that he calling you Sodom and Gomorrah in this current time. You just like Sodom, you just like Gomorrah. You know, into so much uh, immorality. Apostle, I was watching them news yesterday, and you know, they got this rainbow thing, the gay, lesbian community. They got the, 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 the uh, rainbow, which is an insult because God used the rainbow as covenant between yeah. him and Noah that he would no longer destroy the earth with water. So they took this, this thing, and almost every commercial I'm seeing rainbow colors everywhere. But anyway, they had some type of ceremony or celebration at one of our White House facilities. And I saw where they had moved the United States flag out of the way from where it normally is. It's usually right in the middle. They moved, pushed that to the side and they put this rainbow gay lesbian flag in its place. And I, I and you know, there's a part of the White House they got all of these poles that got the United States flags on them. And I mean, it's like about 50 to 100 poles that have the United States flag on them. They had took all of them flags down and put up that gay, lesbian, uh, rainbow flag. Lined up. All the way. And it's letting you know what this nation is going into. They have already sacrificed unto other gods. Even when, when they did the inauguration of Joe Biden, they prayed to another god. They did not pray to Jehovah. I watched them, and I was appalled. They was calling on some other god. Here we is calling on Jehovah, and they praying wow. to another god, Democratic Party. Yeah. And I said, well, no wonder we're getting all of these gods that we had already put away from us of uh, the surrounding nations coming into our land. And I mean, they is flooding it. Yeah. With their pagan gods. Baal, Astaroth, Molech. You know, all of these uh, perverted things, the occult, witchcraft. Mm. Uh, you know, all of these things that go against what God has established as far as how he made a man and a woman. All of this is going is pouring into our nation. And you want to know, well, what is happening? Now, I'm telling you, anytime you reject God, you automatically God. Yeah, open yeah. the door for another God that is totally opposed and against everything concerning the Lord Jesus mm. Christ. And you're going to have... God's regime, as you go to Isaiah 9 and 7, it says, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. 
uh, Yeshua's regime or his foundation or his kingdom is going to be peace forever. So if you get another God in here that opposes uh, our God, you're going to have chaos, anarchy, robbery. You're going to have everything opposite of peace. You want to know why there's no peace? Because we have not made Jesus Christ the Prince of Peace in this nation. Remember I was saying that Israel as a nation have not accepted Jesus as the Messiah? Well, America has not accepted him either. And that's why you see Israel, every time you turn around, somebody bombing her. Her enemies sur surround her around about. And it's simple. It's not rocket science. Either you're going to have uh, the Prince of Peace, or you're not. That's it. Let's go back, and I'm almost done because my time is almost over. It says, unless he had left us a very small remnant, a tiny, teeny little remnant, left some of us alive, left some of us survivors, we should have been as Sodom. You remember what happened with Sodom? Unaware, fire and brimstone, it slammed down on all that inhabited. Everybody died. Everybody. Uh, they were wiped out. And we should have been like unto Gomorrah, completely destroyed. Ten, hear the word of the Lord, ye rulers of Sodom. See, mm. he called the United States Sodom. He talking to the rulers of Sodom. They're not in the invisible realm. They're in the invisible realm. Yeah. And he's talking about them that influence the ones in the visible realm. Hear ye the word of the Lord, ye rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of our God, ye people of uh, some, uh, Gomorrah. Praise God. Let me just get this here. I think we, we went over it, but we'll go back over it again. Yeah. Verse 11. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? We got we we'll give God money, apostle, mm -hmm. but we won't obey him. We'll throw money at yeah. him. It take the yeah. you know go buy you a bull or a ram, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he said, To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, says the Lord? I am full. When you see this word yeah. burnt offering, it represents the tithe. I am full of the burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts, and I delight not in the blood of bullock or of lambs or of ego. Yes, this is what we have to bring into the house of the Lord. But it's not that God wants it for his own. God is rich. He he owned a cattle on a thousand here. He has streets of uh, gold, gates of pearl. He don't need your bull. <laughs> You don't need your time to survive. He said, I delight not in the blood of bulls or of lambs or of eagles. When you come to appear before me, who? Who called you? Who <laughs> have required this at your hand to tread my court? He said, if you're going to do something, please do not bring me any more vain omissions yeah. that empty worthless. Incense is an abomination to me. 
the new moons, that's the Bible study, and the Sabbath, that's the Sunday morning worship. The calling of assemblies, that's your conventions that you have and inviting in all of these different speakers and collecting money. Uh, <laughs> the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with it. It is iniquity, even the solemn meetings. When you call, well, come on y'all, let's fast and everything, solemn meetings. All of it. Your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hateth. They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear, bear them. And when you spread forth your hands, everybody say, well, I decree I'm going to have this. I'm going to have this in the name of you. You ain't going to have nothing. He said, because when you spread forth your hands, I'm going to hide my eyes. Praise yeah. God. Yeah, when you make many prayers, it will not come to pass. You can decree a thing, and it will not be established. Mm. I will not hear, he says, your hands are full of blood. Apostle, they think that nobody sees that, yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Abortions, you know, the private abortions, yeah. and, 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 and slaying their brothers and sisters with their tongue and, and stuff like that. You know, it said, wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Yeah. Cease to do evil, learn to do well. Seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, fatherless, plead for the widow. See, this is the sacrifice God. He, he don't want your money so that you can go on and continue to do evil. And then no matter how much he chastises you. Uh, I was reading in one place that it, uh, it was talking about that I will kill your children with death. That is one of the ways of... The fire. Yeah. You know, y'all said, well, what about the teenagers? <laughs> what about them? What about so many kids being shot down this year? Yeah. Summer? Have we ever looked, the first thing we look at is who did it, what police shot them, or who killed them, or that kind of thing. But have you went beyond that to see what was the root of all of this before it got to this point. Now, some things happen, you know, anonymously. I don't know about that. I, I, from what I say, there are no accidents. Yeah. You know, some people say, oh, well, it was a drive-by, you know, with somebody didn't know. I don't know about that. I don't believe that there are any accidents in the kingdom. It might look like an accident to you. But I know that the angels of the Lord, honey, when they was in the, uh, before David and Goliath, they took that pebble and guided it right between Goliath's forehead. So I know that they can stop a bullet. That's why I say I don't believe it's no accidents. I believe that it is that person's time. I believe that it's some of this stuff. Is God trying to get you to turn from your wicked ways and you will refuse to do it? Some of them. He said over, he told some of these in Revelations, he said, I'm, I'm going to uh, kill her children with death. I said, wow, that is rough. You know, but some of this is, is what's going to happen. He judge you and you don't stop doing what you're doing. 
and 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 God has to take drastic means. Sometimes He say, "I'm gonna bring you on home." Since you refuse to do what I say, He said, "Get your house in order, because you're gonna come and meet me now." Uh, and these are things that we don't hear. How God will say, "Ah." Uh, this night, your soul is required of you. Yeah. God sees everything. You don't see everything. And then you don't judge with righteous judgment because you don't know what's going on in the unseen realm. Yeah. You don't know the desire to what's going on in people's hearts. You don't know that. Only Jesus knows that. That's why he is the one that's been given the right to judge because he can discern the hearts of men. All right. That was Revelations 2, 23. And I will kill her children with death. And I'm going to shut down because my time is up. But I just wanted to uh, share some of these things with you. The Lord says in Revelations 3 and 18, I counsel thee to, to buy of me gold that is tried which has been released of all the impurities in the fire that you might be rich and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mightest see. Reprobate silver. That's when God said, I can't do nothing else with you. I'm rejecting you. I am not going to deal with you anymore. Just like he dealt with Saul. He said, I am not going to deal with him anymore. And he died. Saul died without mercy. You know, just like Korah died without mercy under Moses in the congregation that was in the wilderness. Korah died. That ground opened him up and he went down live without mercy. That means that he doesn't, he goes to hell. Saul died without mercy. God said, I took my mercy from him. He went to hell. And and and, and that familiar spirit said, you and your son's gonna be with me. Yeah. This is serious, God. He's not playing church. It's us that's playing church. It's us that think that we're high-minded and haughty and that we can sit around here and tell God what to do and, and, and defy him and all of this kind of stuff but drink his water and breathe his air and every good thing uh, and we don't have to comply or, or do anything he says we could just have our cake and eat it too don't work like that till you know God is more powerful than anybody anybody and it's only because of his mercy we are not consumed. Because his compassions, they fail not. They are new every morning. Because he's a good God. Well, I just thank you so much for tuning in. Apostle, did you have anything to say? No, I, I just uh, want to stand in agreement with everything you're saying. I'm looking here in Jeremiah chapter 7. And uh, God is calling, even now as you were speaking, all I heard was repent. Mm -hmm. Repentance. Yes. He's calling us into repentance. Repentance, yes. Uh, as, as an individual, mm -hmm. as a nation. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. Even throughout the world, God is calling for. Yes. My people, 
will call by my name. But in chapter seven, he 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 said what what he'll do if we comply. Yes. Uh, we know in 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 Second uh, Chronicles, uh, he said he'll heal our land. Mm -hmm. uh, he's calling us. Watch this. Not just. Uh, uh, out of sin, but to care for one another. That's what I'm reading here in chapter yeah. 7. It's talking about seeing about the motherless and, yeah. and, and, the, and the widows. And, uh, see about one another. Love each other as I have loved you. Uh, we know that because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Things are going to happen. You said it when you was, as you were teaching. There are some that just are not going to comply. They're not going to do it. Sons of perdition, if you will. Amen. Uh, sons of destruction. Mm -hmm. uh, we know there's a way in a man's heart that seemeth right. Our job is to help you before you get to the end. Yes. Because the end of it <laughs> is destruction. Mm -hmm. The end of your plan is destruction. Mm -hmm. God's plan has always been for us to live. Mm -hmm. uh, I came that you may have life, Jesus said. I'm with you, and I'm still trying to understand, as the children of God, mm -hmm. why it is we think that we don't have to obey God. I don't when His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, whom we are called to follow, mm -hmm. that means to imitate. Yeah. Hallelujah. And if we're being conformed to His image, then that conduct goes along with that. It's not we're not just looking like Christ on the outside. Mm -hmm. There's something on the inside that says, "I am Christ. Mm -hmm. I'm a child of God, mm -hmm. and my Father have commanded me to do this, 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 and this." Mm -hmm. He told me, "Don't touch that. I ain't touching that." Mm -hmm. He told me, "Don't say that. I'm not gonna say that." He said, "Don't be a part of that. Come out from among them and be separate." There's a, there's a, 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 a sanctified life that goes with mm -hmm. the life. Mm -hmm. In fact, mm -hmm. if you think if you're not sanctified or set apart, that's all it means. Then you may not be in the life that God called you to. Okay. That's something that you have to examine Amen. before time runs out. Amen. And believe me, time is running out. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't know the time, know the hour, but our job is simple. And I think we're. I I love what's happening here at Heavenly Hills mm -hmm. International. And I know we're not the only ones. Mm -hmm. You've heard us talk. Uh, we're not the only ones that God has placed out here. We ain't like Elijah, mm -hmm. sitting in the cave, saying that we're the only ones mm -hmm. that's left. No, there's some others out there doing the same thing. Yeah. And we must do it. Yes. Uh, in hopes that someone might hear. Because, watch this. Mm -hmm. and, and those of us who are watching as well as praying, see the enemy advancing his kingdom. Come on now. With no remorse, mm -hmm. with no uh, mercy, Shame, nothing. nothing. He ain't taking no prisoners. I heard you as you talk. Our baby's being shot down in the street. We sitting back wondering, like, what happened? Mm -hmm. Why is this happening? Mm -hmm. Because you are disobedient. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness! That's true. Because of disobedience, mm -hmm. uh, and not enough of God's servants are saying what we're saying here. Mm -hmm. But, one thing about it, someone's saying it. Mm -hmm. Ah, 
No one will be able to say, I didn't know. No one. Nobody. Absolutely. Jesus was obedient unto death. Yeah. Even the death of the cross. Mm -hmm. And he didn't have to, for real, for real, he didn't have to die. (laughs) But he chose. Yes. Us. Over himself. Just sit and meditate on that for a little while. Mm -hmm. Yes, he did. Thank you, Lord. You know, I think about uh, when we ask Jesus to become Lord of our mm. life. When we ask Him, do we really mean? Understand it? that, yeah, or mean it, yeah. Do you really? I, I mean, agree. what did you think it's gonna be? I don't know if you really understood what it meant to have Him come in and be Lord. Yeah. Or did you expect that He's just fire insurance? Yeah. Is that what it's all about? But do you really love him and want him to be a yeah. part of your life and want to be a part of his life and and become conformed to his image, to be like him, mm. to please him? I mean, when you ask Jesus to become Lord of your life, what are you really asking? Yeah. Is, and what is in your mind or what are you thinking when you ask him to be Lord. Uh, Have you ever considered what it means? Yeah. And if you know what it means, are you willing to comply? Yeah. Because if you're not willing to comply, you're just going to waste waste your time because it says here that that God will reject them. Yeah. Uh, they shall be wanderers among the nations. Jesus. They will be thrown on the slag heap by the Lord. This is the message um, version. You'll be if God can't chasing you or get all of that filth of the world out of you. You're no good for the kingdom. What you gonna do in the kingdom? Yeah. And you're full of rebellion, and hatred, witchcraft, yeah. shedding of it. What? There's no place for that in the kingdom in the of God. Kingdom. That's right. So yeah. if that's what you want to do, why did you ask Jesus to come in your life? Go ahead, Apostle. Yeah. Even Jesus said it. He said, if you love these things more than you love me, even your mother, your father, your sister, if you love all these things, if you love the world more than you love me, you're not fit for the kingdom. No, you're not. No. We're enemies, in fact. Absolutely. In James chapter 4, he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can't have the world and God, too, because mm-hmm. in that, he calls us adulterers yes. and adulteresses. <laughs> huh? uh, you claim to love me, but you got a side piece. Yeah. <laughs> The world. You know, and you're showing more love to the world than you are to me. Right. Mm. And, and you're not good for the kingdom. What do you want? Yeah. Because if you think that you're going to hoodwink God into giving you riches to go, you got to go back to Satan. <laughs> Did he get that? Because God is nothing like Satan. You know, he doesn't just shower down gifts on a person just because they say, I want you to be Lord. God can read your heart. Yeah. He knows your thoughts are far off. He knows what you're going to do your entire My destiny. Lord Jesus. So Come on. have you ever considered that Ma'am. when you ask him to be Lord, that he already know your end Jesus. right now while you're looking at him? Yeah. So what is you doing? Playing a big game? I mean, you're yeah. just wasting your time here. You know, or is you sincere? Sincere. Do you mean business? I think you nailed it, Elder, if you don't mind saying they have not considered mm-hmm. who, in fact, they have claimed to be their Lord. Yeah. 
They have not considered who he is. They don't know him. Uh, like Jesus told the Pharisees, you don't know him. No, 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 no. Your father is of this world. Your father's the devil. That's who you serve. Because if you knew my father, right, uh, one, you would be talking to me like that. <laughs> You'd be following me. You wouldn't reject me the way you're doing. And we're seeing the same thing. Yes. More so now than when Jesus walked here. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh -huh. Exactly. And I don't understand where they really think that they can hoodwink God. Yeah. Or, or they could pull the wool over his eyes. Yeah. There won't be no pretending in heaven, I tell you that. Ah. You, you can't pretend your way. You can't act your way into the kingdom. That's not going to happen. <laughs> it's, it's not. not. That. That's what that's what a hypocrite is. Uh -huh. An actor. Yes. You, you, uh, your entertainment is not going to get God's heart. Yeah. <laughs> and have him so big of a fan that he gonna just let you in uh -huh. with all your mess. He's not doing it. Not not me or anybody else for that matter. And all they had to do is is read the Bible yeah. because it will tell them the fate of people that do certain things. It'll let them know exactly where they're going and and how long they're gonna be there. And it's all written. I tell you too, Elder. I would suggest strongly. And anyone who have not gotten into the Bible, mm -hmm. who are not in fellowship mm -hmm. and in the body of Christ, right. get there now because yes, they're so. voting now to take Bibles not just out of schools. They're talking about eliminating Bibles, period. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I heard a discussion yesterday to mm -hmm. call around to, to see what do people think about the Bible and it being removed out of the school library. Wow. Huh? Wow. Yeah. Utah had already voted. They, they, they already yeah, got, I heard about Yeah, they would already got that done. And it's going to wax worse and worse. Yes. And if you don't know the Word of God, if you don't have the Word of God, and I ain't talking about memorizing it, I'm talking about living it. Mm -hmm. If you're not applying it in your life, mm -hmm. you're going to be subject to all of the things that man is about to do. As a matter of fact, even the curses that are going to be unleashed mm -hmm. in this next season. That's it. And, and and they they are imprisoning people now with Bibles, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. In other countries. In other countries, all of They are imprisoning in, uh, them. North Korea. Mm -hmm. now, they're, they're killing yes, the, they were crucifying crazy. the parents mm -hmm. and putting the children mm -hmm. of those parents in, in the prisons for life. Imagine you being decapitated or crucified yes. and your, your infant child being taken to prison for life. That's what they're doing. Literally. They're announcing it all over the globe. You better not be caught dead even thinking about a Bible. Mm -hmm. That's why they had to have to, for years they've been smuggling them into yeah. these countries. Yeah. Folks here in this country, you talked about this nation. I just real quick, Elder. Mm -hmm. And it, it blessed me. In this country, in this nation here, this great country, America. Mm -hmm. Folks are disputing the Bible more so now than I've ever seen in my life, ever. One lady said, yes. yeah, they, they should take the Bible out of school because the Bible is the problem. Everybody fight. Every time I turn around, somebody arguing over the Bible. What that got to do with what's happening? Mm -hmm. If you read if that book that you were condemning, if you would read that, you would see that it had already spoken these things, yes. <laughs> these things that you're mad about, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. these things that you're upset about. God warned that these things are going to come. Absolutely. And it's going to get worse. It is. It's, it's going to get worse. The church is going to have to go underground. Yeah. 
yep. underground. And then it don't be ex, uh, excited if somebody come knocking on your door with, with machine guns and killing everybody yeah. in there underground. Yeah. Like those days of, of Saul, when he was mm -hmm. Saul, before he became Paul, persecuted the church. Mm -hmm. it's go it's Jesus said it. There. It's coming back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. It's, it's just uh, Jesus said they're gonna drag you off and kick and put and put you in synagogue <laughs> right. and, and some of you gonna have to suffer for Praise ten days. You know, Hallelujah. some of them they gonna kill and scourge yeah, you. Your son. And he yeah. telling you to be faithful unto death. Yeah, I'm telling you, we this that if you want to know about grace, this is grace when we can have right, our Bibles right. and read them yeah. and be on radio and minister the Word of God publicly. Yeah. Because it's not going to remain like that. Yeah. And it's, I mean, this uh, nation, America, is going whole hog after the beast. That's you good. Hear, you hear, you see, what you see That's now true. is stuff on the surface. It's going, I mean, the whole world is going to go after whole the beast. Whole hog. After right. the Antichrist. Yep. The whole world is going to follow the Antichrist. Yep. It's right here in the Bible. Read it. Revelations 13. Since since you uh, say that everybody arguing over the Bible, we don't have to argue over it. Just yeah. read it because it's truth and it is no lie. It will come to pass. Yeah. We don't have to argue. Just read it. Yeah. And and if you don't believe it, that's up to you. But just watch yeah. and see. Don't it come to pass? Mm -hmm. You know. Blatant in your face. Mm -hmm. I was strolling through TikTok yesterday. Just quick testimony. And this young lady was boasting about her tattoos. Mm -hmm. And each one of them symbolized Satan. Devil worshiper. I saw just enough to know that she had one concerning his mantle. And she explained, was explaining. I didn't stick around here with all of it. But she said, this, the devil told me. And that's her Lord. She's professing it. Mm -hmm. I'm even carrying his mantle on my forehead. When you're talking about the mark of the beast, she's displaying this now before mm -hmm. the mark of the beast even come. Mm -hmm. So imagine. It says in Second Thessalonians two, ten about this strong delusion, strong. where they will believe of the lie. Right here. They receive not the truth. Here, oh, it's funny. I'm so I gotta read this, <laughs> Elder. Read I got please <laughs> let me read it. Jeremiah seven verse eight. Behold, ye trust in the lying words, words yes. that cannot profit. Mm -hmm. Woo, glory. Yes. Huh? Will ye steal, murder, mm -hmm. and commit adultery, and swear falsely, yes. and burn incense unto Baal, mm -hmm. and walk after other gods whom you know not? You don't even know what who you're getting entangled with. They don't. You don't know these devils don't play. Mm -hmm. Huh? Mm -hmm. They only come but for to kill, steal, mm -hmm. and destroy. Exactly. But I came that you may have life, but you reject me mm -hmm. and run after these gods. Uh huh. Woo! They think it's cute. It's oh, trendy. Oh, my goodness, Elder. You know. The message is clear. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. You'd have to be totally deaf mm -hmm. and blind. Mm -hmm. Maybe crippled and crazy, too. But deaf and blind, definitely. To not see nor hear what is going on. Or even what the Lord is saying. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. I had. I was in a ministry. And it had gotten so bad. And the Lord had given me. Exactly this to say. My goodness. And I was so 
afraid. I said it's powerful. He gave it to me. Yeah. It's Jeremiah seven and all of this. Yeah. And I really didn't have to do anything but just read it. Read it. I said to myself, I ain't gonna read it. And I was scheduled to minister that Saturday, that morning. I didn't even say I wasn't go I, with my mouth. Yeah. I've seen it in my heart. I ain't gonna read this. But I don't know what I'm gonna right. do. And do you know the Lord didn't even have me minister that. He <laughs> sat me down <coughs> temporarily. And then after a while, I said, yes, okay, Lord. And then automatically, yeah. you got to minister this Sunday. I ministered this stuff. And yeah. especially, you ended right here at, will you steal, murder, yeah. commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense up to Baal. Oh, my goodness. Verse in our sanctuary. And walk after other guys whom you know not. And then... I had to say 10 yeah. and come and stand, <laughs> stand before, before me, me in my in house. this house, Whew. which is called by my name, ah. and say, we are delivered to do all these abominations. My I had to do that, and I mean, the place was silent. And I knew my pastor said, we can't get her. Even his wife said, not to have the elders get up and preach no more. Because you know why, right. and, and 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 because they knew that God was gonna give us the word of the My Lord, goodness. and yeah. was gonna expose them. Yeah, you know because because I'm telling you how bad it got. Yeah, they was dancing heathen dances on the altar where we be up there praying. Yeah, and and, and when uh, we come up there for salvation, that very altar they'll call in pagan people and dance upon that altar. Yeah. I walked out one night. I said, I'm not going to watch them desecrate my father's house yeah. like that. And then he gave me this. And I said, Lord, if I get up there, it's going to be a mess. And he was so serious. Yeah. And he said, it was like, if you don't say this message, you'll never say another one. Yeah. And I went on and was obedient. And I had to minister that thing. The next thing you know, we was hearing from the pulpit. Well, you know that the vision gets out of the the pastor's hand when he has to share, when he has to have other people minister. We knew what that meant. Y'all can't preach no more. But I'm telling you, that's the way it was. Back then, that was years ago. Yeah, here we are full circle. But I thank God for your courage, Elder. And uh, now time, it's Mm -hmm. hot time. Oh, yeah. Uh, We we are called to cry aloud and spare not. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, we're going to be persecuted. We can rejoice and be exceeding glad. Amen. So did the, the, the prophets before Amen. us. Praise the Lord. And like Elder said yesterday, they will never be able to stand for God and say, ain't nobody, nobody said no Oh, one. yeah. We yeah. hazard our lives so that we yeah. can say these things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We take persecution and all kind of things. You just yeah. don't hear about it. That's right. Because we're willing to stand and preach this gospel. Yeah. Without fear or favor to men. That's good. You don't see it because you might be in your comfort, comfort safety zone yeah, yeah, and yeah. let us go out on a limb. Yeah. But somebody has got to preach. Somebody has got Somebody's to bail back. That's right. Somebody has got to. And I told the Lord a few months ago, here in my Lord, send me. Send me. Amen. Well, God bless you for tuning in to the broadcast. So glad that you took time out of your busy day to uh, 
fellowship with us as ministering and hearing the ministry of the Word of God. I want you to remember what Jesus said to those people that attended the, te the, the Feast of the Tabernacles. He said, If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He that believeth in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. This spake he of the Holy Spirit. God bless you. We got more to come as the Holy Spirit leads us. We want you to comment, send your comments, and let us know how you're feeling. If you have a prayer request, feel free to send it. We'll be happy to pray for you. Amen. God bless you, and you have an outstanding afternoon.